0: It's time for the Josh Kirby on Sports Podcast. On this edition of the Josh Kirby on Sports Podcast, we have another interesting week of the NFL to break down and recap for you all, along with Fantasy Football Files, as always, with Jason Kamlowski, plus some postseason baseball news From the World Series champion Washington Nationals. All that and so much more. Stay tuned. connected this is dave johnson
1: voice of the washington wizards you have connected to the right place because you are listening to my man josh kirby on sports podcast
0: all righty another edition of the josh kirby on sports podcast yes indeed episode 60 60 episodes strong thank you so much for everybody who has supported me along the way Greatly appreciate the support, as always. Um, before we get into it, we're part of the Mayo Please Podcast Network. We're sponsored by Route 11 Chips and PM Plus Reserves. Thanks, as always, to MPT Now Productions, Dave Johnson, and JR Beats Official, as always. Um, very interesting week to get into the NFL, as always. Um, fun stat for you. Number one, every team at home. On Sunday, won. So home field advantage played a key. It might have been something else, but I think it was home field advantage. Every single team who was a home team, that's including Houston beating Jacksonville because that game was in London, every single team at home won, which is is very cool to see because it's like, it's home field advantage, basically. That's what home field advantage basically means. And uh, we have some other in another interesting fact for you. The first time in NFL history with three quarterbacks from three different teams with the same last name won, won a game. Josh Allen, the Buffalo Bills. Kyle Allen, the Carolina Panthers, and Brandon Allen coming in for the injured Joe Flacco, who is now an IR for the Broncos, all got victories. So three quarterbacks with the same last name, the name of Allen, gets a victory on Sunday. So very interesting to see that. And another key stat... um, Piece of news before we get into this recap. Cam Newton has been placed on IR, and Kyle Allen will be taking over the duties as starting quarterback for the rest of the season for the Carolina Panthers. Could this be Cam Newton's last game as a Carolina Panther? The question marks there. I have a feeling it might, but. That we're going to have to see down the road. But let's get into it. Week 9, starting Thursday night, San Francisco squeaked one by against Arizona. Arizona played really well. Um, Kyler Murray had two touchdowns on the day. Kenyon Drake, new ad- acquisition from the Dolphins, had 110 rushing yards and a touchdown. So r- really big acquisition for the Cardinals on the running game there. 49ers still undefeated and the lone undefeated team after week nine. Buffalo over Washington 24-9. Houston over Jacksonville 26-3. Nick Foles is healthy and head coach Doug Marone for the Jaguars said that Gardner Minshew will be sat on the bench and Nick Foles will resume starting duties for the Jaguars next week. Um, Carolina at home taking care of business against Tennessee. And the Kansas City Chiefs, this is a game I really want to get into. With Patrick Mahomes not being there, Matt Moore, 25 for 35, 275 yards and a touchdown. And wow. They they can't, at home and they beat Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins had 220 yards and three touchdowns, but the rushing game was just not there. The rush game was the key factor in the Chiefs winning this game. It was a back-and-forth game all in, all around, but um, the Chiefs played really physical, really tough, came down to a game-winning field goal from Harrison Butker to beat the Minnesota Vikings. And Patrick Mahomes, you could tell he was pretty happy after that, even though he was not playing at all. But Patrick Mahomes, I expect him to be back in the starting role next week or the week after. Um, Next on tap, we have the Dolphins getting their first win of the season over the New York Jets. The Jets just do not look good at all. And Sam Darnold played great. Excuse me. Uh, Sam Darnold played all right. He had a touchdown and an inter- interception, but Ryan Fitzpatrick went out and threw three touchdowns. And the I mean, the running game was just not there. It was just two bad teams playing it close in my opinion. So um and the Philadelphia Eagles beating the struggling Chicago Bears 22 22- to 14 in that game. Mitch Trubisky, I I don't know. He he's just not looking good. The Bears' running game is not looking good. Nothing about the Bears is looking good. And uh I watched some of that game and I was like, "Wow, what what are the Bears doing?" I mean, they only had four, 55 rushing yards um on the ground. And like at halftime, I think they had like Two yards total. So, uh, I'm sort of confused. The Bears look great, but they dropped down to four, three and five after that loss. So, it's sort of interesting to see how they can turn it around. Um, Mitch Trubisky will still be the starter. Uh, reporters were asking head coach Matt Nagy about um, Trubisky as starter, and he, he likes Trubisky, and... I, I agree. You need to keep Trubisky in to give him more learning experience. Um, just, yeah, you know, because it's one of those things, you, you're going to have a quarterback controversy if you decide, oh, yeah, I want to throw in another um, quarterback to see if we can win more games. But, yeah, Trubisky uh, is the starter there in Chicago, and I totally agree. He needs to get that experience. Um, next on the list what, what a very close game this was. Um, the Indianapolis Colts in a close game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And Jacoby Brissett with, went out with a knee injury, so Brian Hoyer came in and finished off the game. I, and on a side note, I just feel like we're talking about quarterbacks all season. There are so many different quarterbacks getting injured, or replaced, it's just crazy the amount of quarterbacks I've talked about over the course of this season on the podcast. But getting getting back to what I was saying, uh, Brian Hoyer had 168 yards, three touchdowns, and an interception replacing Jacoby Brissett. The Colts pretty much had this game handled, but Adam Vinatieri came in and missed a chip shot. You, if you saw that, Field goal on TV. Adam Vinatieri, it, it, it was sort of m- like my drive off of ho- T-box number one. He kicks it and he shanks it left. like It's nowhere near being good. And I was like, wow. But Adam Vinatieri, I think it's time for you to retire. I, I'm sorry. Uh, he's a legend at the kicking spot, but... He needs to retire. Um, Mason Rudolph, on the other hand, back in action, looking pretty good um, for the Steelers. But this was a game the Colts should have won, but they didn't. It it was plain and simple. Came down to Adam Vinatieri. But um, Brian Hoyer came in, filled the job of Jacoby Brissett pretty well, in my opinion. And I I, I just think. He will do an effective job at the backup position if Jacoby Brissett cannot make it another week. Um, next on the list, Oakland over Detroit, thirty-four to thirty-one to twenty-four, close matchup in that game as well. Seattle over Tampa Bay in overtime, uh, another close one. There are a lot of close matchups in this game, but um. Yeah, th- those two games, Detroit and Oakland and Tampa Bay-Seattle, there were so many plays going back and forth, back and forth, and that's what good football is, going back and forth, back and forth, um, and deciding the game in the last minute. Denver over Cleveland 24-19. to The NFL told Odell Beckham Jr. he could not play in the second half if he did not change his cleats. Um Los Angeles stuns Green Bay drops them to seven and two. and the Sunday night game, Baltimore handing the New England Patriots their first loss of the season. Baltimore and Lamar Jackson they, I, I, I was watching some of that game and during the pregame, Baltimore just looked like they were ready to play. They were they were ready to face the challenge of the New England Patriots and they won that challenge, beating them 30. 7-20. to 20. Tom Brady had an interception in that game, and James White only had 38 yards, which is not common for this Patriots team. Um, Ingram had 115 yards on the ground for Baltimore, but it, it was very uncommon to see New England lose, especially to the Ravens since Lamar Jackson is still pretty young. But I I'm impressed. The Ravens are a playoff team, in my opinion. If they can keep up how they're going, and Lamar Jask Jackson can stay healthy, excuse me, then the Ravens are going to be a playoff team, no doubt about it. So, um, and the Monday night game, an NFC East division matchup between the Dallas Cowboys and New York Giants. Dallas hand um, handed New York a loss pretty easily. 37 to 18 by weeks for week nine, the Bengals Falcons Rams and Saints. And um, one more topic I want to get into um, is the Washington Redskins uh, case Keenum on the concussion protocol call once again. So Dwayne Haskins gets his first start and, he managed for a starting quarterback, but this is three straight games that the Washington Redskins have not scored a touchdown. The Bills beat them 24-9. to Three field goals for the Washington Redskins. That's unacceptable, and they get a bye week this week. Will they fix it? Probably not, but if they do, I will be surprised, but it— It's just madness over there in Washington. And I don't even want to get into the new Trent Williams stuff, like saying the Redskins, he was mad at the Redskins for not detecting that he had cancer. Apparently he had a tumor or something so much drama in Washington and it goes to show for their 1 and 8 record but Dwayne Haskins nothing spectacular 15 for 22 144 yards in his first career start as a Washington Redskins so that wraps up that about wraps up our week 9 in the NFL um a lot of close games a lot of fun to watch and it was just a great time so That's it. Once again, San Francisco over Arizona 28-25, Buffalo over Washington 24-9, Houston over Jacksonville 26-3, Carolina over Tennessee 30-20, Kansas City over Minnesota 26-23, Miami over the Jets 26-18, Philadelphia over Chicago 22 to 14, Pittsburgh over Indianapolis 26 to 24, Oakland over Detroit 31 to 24, Seattle Seattle over Tampa Bay in overtime 40 to 34, Denver over Cleveland 24 to 19, Los Angeles over Green Bay 26 to 11, Baltimore over New England 37 to 20. In Dallas over the Giants, 37-18. to 18. Coming up next, we have fancy Football Files with Jason Kamlowski. When I return, I will be covering some postseason news from the World Series champion Washington Nationals, and we will give you a preview into week number 10 in the National Football League. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Josh Kirby on Sports Podcast.
1: All right welcome to week nine recap on fantasy football files with your host Jason kimlowski. You can find me at Jason kimlowski on Twitter before we get started just want to congratulate Josh on sixty episodes that is um that is huge um for people that that don't record podcasts or or you know get into that sort of thing um to be able to sustain sixty podcasts is a big deal because um the number of podcasts that start every day just I mean it's it's in the hundreds. Um so when you consider there's you know, thousands of new podcasts that start every week, most of them, you know, don't last past episode, you know, four or five. Uh for Josh to be able to do this for, you know, sixty episodes is is really a, a big deal for him and I, I think it's just a credit to the fact that that, you know, he wants to give you know his audience um, you know good content which he's done a great job of i mean some of the some of the guests he's had um you know had Clinton Portis on uh, I think for his fiftieth episode so that was really cool of him um you know and he and he's really doing a good job of kind of making you know making his way and making a niche and and kind of starting a brand so um congratulations to Josh you know obviously i'm I'm you know thankful for the opportunity to just be part of this every week uh, I've enjoyed you know recapping. Uh, everything and, and it kind of helps me uh, when in my own you know fantasy playing um, to to recap these things and kind of take a look at at statistical analysis and and where you know where guys finished up last week and and just talk about some of the games. It's it's helped me you know this year um, you know to have a pretty a pretty solid year so far. So you know <clears throat> we're gonna look to keep that going. But you know again, I just I want to say congratulations to Josh. Um, you know that's that's an awesome awesome accomplishment. So, um, week nine, uh, lot to unpack here. Uh, I think, you know, and for me, I'm going to start with the late game on Sunday. Uh, I think Lamar Jackson is one of the most underappreciated football players in the NFL. Uh, it's obvious for fantasy purposes, he is just a ridiculously um, valuable guy. I mean, he's he's on pace um, to have over 1,000 yards rushing. And he just absolutely torched the New England defense. Sunday night, and I don't think that that is something that was completely unexpected, although I did recommend him as maybe like a shocker sit, depending on what your other options were for Sunday, just because of how well uh, New England had been playing on defense. But, um, you know, when you look at New England's matchups heading into that game, they had not really played a uh, quote-unquote, you know, um, prolific offense, you know, maybe outside of week one against Pittsburgh, but, but even then, I, I don't think Ben was like completely healthy that game. Uh, but Lamar just absolutely torched them. And, you know, there's so many good quarterbacks right now uh, in the NFL. And, and for fantasy purposes, you know, I think probably the the top four quarterbacks right now are, are Russ, Mahomes, uh, Lamar Jackson, and Deshaun Watson. And that's, that's an awesome thing because, you know, honestly, they're all minority quarterbacks, which I think is so cool, um, you know, that, that we have, you know, we have guys that, you um, you know, don't necessarily admit or fit the, like, traditional drop back and, you know, pass kind of mold. Um, and they're just so exciting. Uh, Russell Wilson, you know, obviously just can do some incredible things. Um, you know, and he's really found, like, this great connection with Tyler Lockett. Um, the Seahawks offense, man, they're just rolling right now. But, you know, you got Lamar who can do so many different things on the ground. Um, I think one of the most underrated passers in the league. You know, when he was at Louisville, he was he was a legitimately good passer, I thought. Um, you know, I always thought he got a bad rap with that. But, uh, you know, Lamar Jackson, like, is a legitimately good passer, I think. Um, you know, Deshaun Watson, obviously, incredible arm, can do so many things, extend plays. Um, I, I think he's, you know, just easily probably – I mean, he's easily comfortably for me in that top four. But, I, you know, I, I think it's it's kind of a question of him and Lamar – you know, kind of what you would want to do with them between three and four, but I mean, you're you're splitting hairs between two of them, and obviously, Mahomes is just you know, just the goat. I mean, he's just awesome. Um, you know, and and I just think it's it's a really cool thing right now to to have that, and um, you know, all four of those guys are just just really tearing things up. <clears throat> um, I mean, you know, outside of Lamar, just going ham against. New England on Sunday, you know, you had Russell Wilson throwing for five touchdown passes, three hundred seventy-eight yards, just absolutely torching um, Tampa Bay. You know, Deshaun Watson didn't have like a big game uh, over in London, um, but Still for you know threw for two hundred forty some yards, and and um, you know the biggest thing was they were able to get the win, and and they it was kind of an ugly win, but you know he's capable of making things happen, and. You know, obviously my being out kind of sucks, but it looks like he practiced in four today. So if you're my home's owner, he should be back this week. Uh, but just a lot of really good quarterback play uh, across the league, which has kind of been a theme. Um, you know, even, even when you get a, a, you know, Matthew Stafford throwing for 400 yards against Oakland, which is not really a surprise. Uh, Jameis went up to Tampa Bay, really showed out. We got good Jameis last Sunday going up to Tampa Bay, 335 yards and two touchdowns. Um, he's just so up and down and, and the fact that we had good Jameis on Sunday probably fed into the fact that that Russ was able to continue to throw the ball and um you know we didn't get like a bad Jameis situation that would have limited Russ to just you know maybe throwing the ball like 25 26 27 times I mean Russ had 43 pass attempts and granted the game went into overtime, but you know that's when he gets that kind of volume I mean you can just expect him kind of to go off um you know, but even Ryan Tannehill, you know, kind of getting into the mix with them for 331 yards. I mean, obviously Mariota's done in Tennessee. Um, if you do have him, cut him. Um, you know, I, I just I think that's just kind of a terrible situation for him there, and, and it's hard to say where he's going to end up next year. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, quarterback play, and and it looks like this week we're going to get Nick Foles back. Um, Cam Newton goes on the IR, which was a little bit disappointing. Uh, I actually have him in two dynasty leagues. Was kind of holding out hope that he'd be back, but you know his season's over. So um, you know some shuffling of the quarterbacks here. I'm a little bit surprised that they're going to go uh, away from Minshew uh, in Jacksonville, but obviously you know getting getting beat the way they did last week uh, and only scoring three points, and obviously you know Foles is the is the sunken cost with the money. So. You know, it, it, it kind of makes sense, I guess, from that perspective. Um, but, you know, quarterback, say it every week, it's the same thing. You know, don't don't waste those high picks on quarterback unless it's a super flex or a two-quarterback league because, um, you know, you can get production from a lot of different guys there. Uh, The running back position, you know, Christian McCaffrey doing it again. 146 yards rushing, two touchdowns. Uh, had the big touchdown run where just, I mean, <clears throat> I saw the – saw the play live um, when I was watching on Sunday and I mean that that hole just opened and, and once he gets through that first level I mean they're you're just not gonna catch him um, he's just a, he's just a special guy special running back uh, Josh Jacobs had a, had a big week which I don't think is you know over like overwhelmingly shocking um, the run defense is terrible um, don't ask me how that happened I mean they're absolutely horrific against the run Um you know, Mark Ingram went for 100 yards against New England. I mean, they Baltimore just really beat them up Sunday night. And I, I don't think that that means anything in terms of where the Patriots are going to end up at the end of the year. I mean, I fully expect them to be at you know AFC Championship game with an opportunity to go to the Super Bowl. But, I mean, Baltimore just absolutely took it to them. Um, but, again, that, that just seems like kind of one of those games where like the Patriots are just going to bounce back this week and, you know, go down and just blast somebody. Uh, you know, Adrian Peterson and Carlos Hyde, a couple of guys that are, um, you know, getting up there in age, but both ran for a hundred yards. I personally don't trust either one of them. Hyde, his, uh, upcoming schedule, I went on the F3 pod this week, his upcoming schedule is just brutal. Um, got the Ravens, got the Colts, got the Patriots and got the Broncos coming up. So I, I don't know that I would be looking to necessarily buy into Carlos Hyde, but if I owned him, I mean, I'd be, I'd be holding, you know, plugging him in as a flex play. Uh, because really, if you get anything out of Carlos Hyde, considering where he was at and what he probably cost you to pick up this year, I mean, that's everything you're getting right now is a bonus. Um, and, and you've got to be pretty happy with his production so far. And and, and same thing with AP. Uh, although Darius Guys did come off the IR today, so it'll be interesting to see what they do with that situation there. Um. One kind of thing we need to talk about a little bit is Devin Singletary, and probably to a lesser degree, what that's going to mean for Frank Gore. Uh, the last two weeks, Singletary's out touched him thirty touches to twenty, um, getting a little bit more pass game work. Um, the thirty to twenty split is not a crazy split; it's not like it's a you know a, a seventy-five to twenty-five timeshare. I mean, it, it's nothing like that. But the yardage for Singletary one hundred ninety yards last two weeks to Gore's forty-nine, so much more efficient with his touches. Um, a lot more big playability. If you if you watch the game Sunday, which I'm, I, I, you know, if you're a Redskins fan, you probably did. Um, you know, Gore got stuffed from inside the one yard line three different times, um, and it just it just you know that's not that's not a good thing. And as we get down the stretch with some of these guys that are older, I mean, they're they just wear down over the course of a season. So. Um, you know, Devin Singletary, I think they're they're going to start getting him more involved. I think they realize what they have in him. Um, obviously invested a, a high third-round pick, so there's a lot of draft capital there. Um, you know, I would definitely be looking. I mean, if Singletary somehow is available, which I, I don't know how many leagues that's actually, you know, a thing. But if he's actually available, you need to go out and pick him up like now. Like stop whatever you're doing and go get him uh you know frank gore i just i can't even advocate keeping him on the back end of your roster i don't think you're gonna get a whole lot out of him barring an injury to singletary um but you know again with some of these guys you're happy with what you got so far because you probably didn't invest a whole lot in them so you know but at some point you you know you kind of kind of roll through the churn through the backside of that roster and pick up guys that could potentially help you you know maybe week 14 15 or 16 um you know, receiver situation, moving on, Mike Evans, Tyler Lockett. I mean, not really surprised. That game environment was perfect, 40-34, to 34, just a shootout. out exactly what we thought we could get. Um, I actually had a lot more Godwin than I did Evans uh, in DFS. I thought it was a Godwin week. I was wrong. Um, you know, I did have Lockett. I did have DK Metcalf. I did have Russ. So, I, you know, I had a reasonable amount of that game. I just didn't have enough. Um for it to do much more than break even. Um Tyreek Hill getting back in the swing of things and I and I would say with Tyreek Hill, um you you know, your buy windows slammed shut by now, but with Mahomes coming back, um he is a locked and loaded wide receiver one. I mean if he can get done with Matt Moore, he can get done with anybody. Um, the Lions are continuing to have to throw the ball a ton, um, uh, because their defense can't stop anyone. So Galladay and Marvin Jones, both went over 120 yards with them, scored a touchdown. Uh, Jones obviously getting more catches than Galladay, which makes sense. Jones is more of a, you know, a, a I want to say a possession guy, even though he's averaging 15 yards a catch, but you know, Galladay had th- average 33 yards of reception. I mean, it's just insane. Average thirty three yards a catch went four for buck 32. Um, you know this Lions offense, they're they're going to have to throw. Um, they have no running game to speak of. We talked about that last week. Ty Johnson's just washed. Um, JD McKissick actually outperformed him last weekend, uh, which really should be no surprise. I mean, Ty Johnson's a really. I mean, he can. If you're running from like point A to point B in a straight line, he's your guy. But if there's any turn in there or or anything where you've got to like change directions, I mean, he he turns like a battleship. So. Um, you know, McKissick is, and, and with the game flow that they're probably going to be in, McKissick's probably going to be the more valuable back, even though I really don't want either one of them. Um, You know, Metcalf chipped in uh, uh, going back to receivers. DK Metcalf chipped in six for a buck, 23, and a touchdown. I mean, he was really good on Sunday. Um, You know, the Seahawks did sign Josh Gordon last week, and I, I think that's going to be a good thing for them and for him. Uh, I don't think it's going to really cut into Lockett too much. I think, if anything, you know, it would probably cut into Metcalf's targets some. But I, I, do, think, um, I do think Gordon's going to have a couple blow-up games. Um, probably not enough to be considered, you know, legitimately fantasy-relevant every week. But I do think there's going to be weeks whenever you've got the right game environment that you're going to want to have him in your lineup if you're in him. I definitely wouldn't be giving up on Josh Gordon yet, especially playing with a guy like Russ. Uh, you know, Andrew Sanders continues to impress, and coming off that Achilles injury, man, he he's just been really good this year. Um, I didn't think he'd be able to stay healthy or even get healthy, but he's just been really good this year. Um, Mike Williams hopefully at some point will find the end zone for for the Chargers. Um, had him in daily three catches, 111 yards. Just you know, like a, just kind of like Galladay, just a ridiculous yard per catch uh, with 37 you know getting into some of the tight ends Noah fan had a big touchdown catch that was good to see a uh, big catch and run my guess is he's probably the third option in that offense behind philip and um Cortland sutton uh, and i think with fant uh, depending on the league and depending on you know the size of your league i think Fant's a guy you've got to really consider uh Maybe using it as, like, a bye week filler as we get into, like, this week where six teams are on buys. I mean, it, it's kind of dire at the uh, tight end position. So you could probably do worse than Noah Fant, especially if it looks like they're going to get him more involved. I would like to see his target share be a little bit more. He only had four targets last week. I'd like to see him get six or seven targets, which he might, um, because there's just nobody else. But that – I would definitely like to see that. Uh, and then finally, Zach Ertz woke up nine for 103 yards and a touchdown. Um, you know, for whatever reason, that Chicago defense right now is just really, really bad. Um, and you know, the Eagles took advantage of that. And I, and I think, I think with Arts, you know, he's he's too talented to be held down for too long. So I think it's just one of those things where you just got to trust the fact that he is what he is. Um, you know, he's able to get it done. Um, looking at some other tight ends. Mike Gesicki from uh, from the Dolphins six six catches on six targets for ninety five yards, um, with Preston Williams going down, which sucks. Preston Williams absolutely was killing the Jets. He was gonna have a big second half, but with Preston Williams being out with an ACL tear, uh, Gesicki turns into the number two option in the passing game behind Devonte Parker again. <laughs> some weeks I don't mean absolutely nothing, but there will be other weeks with the right matchup that you know you might be able to use him and and you know, um, have him be fantasy viable. Um, and that's really, I mean, you look at like Odell, Julian Edelman and Mohammed Sanu both had 10 catches for like 80 yards, which is like vintage Tom Brady. Just throw the ball eight yards past the line of scrimmage, catch it, fall down. And it works. And it sucks. And most people don't like it, but it works. And good for them for doing it because they're killing people with it and they've been killing people with it for 20 years. Um one other guy thing we need to talk about and going back to running back is Jalen Samuels because he had thirteen catches uh, didn't do much on the ground. But you know, when you're in a PPR league and you get thirteen catches and, you know, you do with them what he did, um I mean that's that's definitely noteworthy. And that he did this last year. I um, mean he looks a lot more thin this year. It looks like he lost about fifteen pounds. But he, he kinda did this last year whenever um, you know, Connor went out with an injury towards the end of the season. He actually won teams' fantasy championships because he was tight end eligible. But um, you know, it's just a PPR. That's what he does. He just he gets receptions, and you know he's not going to turn anything into a forty yard game. But he's gonna he's gonna get a bunch of catches out of the backfield. He's gonna he's gonna get a first down and and keep the keep the chains moving. And um, you know he's he's probably pretty cheap. Uh, if you own him, you probably didn't spend a lot on him. So, you know, enjoy the ride while you can. Looks like James Conner is questionable for this week. Um, So enjoy that while you can. Uh, David Johnson looks like he's going to play. He practiced in four today. Uh, But Kenyon Drake looked excellent the other night on Thursday Night Football. I don't know that I'm, I'm, I mean, I own David Johnson. Uh, I'm not excited about it. But, you know, I'm going to roll him out there this week because, honestly, I just don't have a whole lot of other options. I don't trust Geis coming off IR. I don't think Todd Johnson's going to get enough carries to matter. Um, so, for me, I'm definitely starting David Johnson this week um, as he comes back off that injury. You know, hopefully Drake doesn't eat too much into his his workload. So, um, and just kind of looking ahead this week at some of the matchups, you know, we get the Chargers and Raiders on Thursday night, uh, 49 game total there, but, you know, you go down through and you look at some of the games this week and, and, like, Saints-Falcons is going to be ugly, Uh, look for the Saints' big game or or pieces, Uh, Alvin Kamara is going to go nuts on Sunday, if you play DFS, play Alvin Kamara. Uh, Chiefs have a game total of 27, Bucks have a game total of 23... That Bucks cardinals game might actually be a, a, a sneakily good game. That's just two teams like to throw the ball a lot, um, don't play a ton of defense. That could be a fun game um, to watch. Um, Colts playing the, the Dolphins. Looks like they're it's right now 27-team total. Packers have a 26-team total. Uh, 49ers have a 26-team total. So not not a bunch of, like, really super high-scoring games. But... Um, I'm trying to see if there's any at all that are over fifty, and it doesn't look. Bucks Cardinals is over fifty, and Saints Falcons. Although the Saints are giving, you know thirty two and a half points of that. Huh. Yep, that's it. Uh, so, you know, when you get in these bye weeks, you're missing six teams. Um. You know, and obviously, probably with your roster, you had to shuffle a little bit. Uh, I was picking up like Curtis Samuel and Kalen Bellage, of all people. Good Lord, Mark Walton got suspended. So that's what I'm going to do in week 10. Please, Kalen Bellage. Um, you know, those are kind of the guys I'm picking up. And these are some of the things you got to do. Um, you know, and when, like, if you pick up a guy like Bellage, I mean, you're, just, you're hoping for, you know, a dozen, Carries, hopefully he gets four catches and maybe he can just fall down in the end zone and score. I mean that would be like the perfect situation, but what I'm probably gonna get is like six carries for eight yards and a ball that bounces off his helmet on a pass route, it's just gonna be bad. Um, but that's just that's what you do in the bye weeks. I'm not the only one that has to deal with it. A lot of people do. My opponent does. Um so it just is what it is, and we'll make the best of it. So um you know, decent slate of games. You know, Sunday. I think the Browns Bills game could be fun. Um, I think I think Lions Bears could be fun. Um, you know, I think I think Bucks Cardinals is going to be fun. No questions asked. Packers Panthers could be fun, especially if it snows. Um, you know, I want to say the Rams and Steelers would be fun, but the Steelers offense is just so bad. I just don't see how they're going to keep up. So. Kind of an interesting slate of games. Um, I would say the, the late games on Sunday are probably better than the early games. Uh, why the NFL doesn't divvy those up a little bit more, I'll never understand. I mean, I think the Lions and Bears should be a late kickoff this coming week, which would balance out that schedule just a hair bit more. But, you know, at least they gave us – at least they gave us, you know, Rams, Steelers, um, Vikings, Cowboys, which will be a good one. Um, you know, but obviously that's a Sunday night game, but that'll be a good one. Um, and then Monday night we get to see Russ and Prime Time going up against the Forty ers so that should be another good game. Uh most of you are, are gearing up, probably get down the stretch, you know, for for playoffs and things like that. Um, my advice is right now, turn over the backside of your roster. I don't know, you know, if your if your trade deadline is coming, gone. It sounds like it might have. Um, for a lot of you, um. You know, I know most leagues around this week 9, week 10, week 11 threshold. Um, but turn that backside of your roster. You know, there are going to be a lot of teams right now that, that are probably, if they're, you know, 0-9 or 1-8 and 8 are giving up. Um, turn the backside of that roster. Pick up guys. See if you can swing some trades. Um, you know, because right now, if, if it looks like you're going to make the playoffs, you got to start looking like a couple weeks down the road, sadly. So, um, you know, see what you can do to, you know, add guys that are going to be fantasy relevant instead of just keeping guys on your bench like Sterling Shepard, who looks like he may not play again this year. Um, but other than that, you know, that's, that's pretty much where we are for Week 9. Um, you know, we're going to get through these bye weeks coming up. But, uh, you know, in the time being, you just kind of got to make do with what you got. But uh, I think this is going to be a good week of football. And some things are starting to take place or take shape with, you know, with regards to the playoffs and things like that. And you'll see some teams playing a little bit harder probably because of that um and you'll see some things start to tank even more than they already have but that's kind of the name of the game and that's that's why we do you know what we do here telling you guys you know about all this stuff so um again if you have any questions or anything hit me up on twitter at jason Kimlowski. uh dms are always open be happy to answer any questions you have start sit stuff trade questions whatever you got um again congratulations to josh episode number 60 um and i will be back here next week Recapping week 10, looking to week 11. Um, but on a Wednesday night while I'm watching Maxion, I uh, just want to tell you guys good luck on week 10, and I hope you all are going to win. See ya. The Josh Kirby on Sports Podcast, part of the Mayo Please Podcast Network, is sponsored by Route 11 Chips. Make sure you grab a bag today inside your local Martins, Food Lion, and Giant stores. And our new sponsor and fellow sports fans at PM Plus Reserves – providing reserve studies for homeowner and condominium associations in the Washington metropolitan area for the past 30 years. Make sure you check us out on all streaming platforms via the Mayo Please and the Josh Kirby on Sports podcast. You can also find the Josh Kirby on Sports podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, along with the Mayo Please on Twitter. Have any questions for the show? Feel free to shoot us an email at kirbyonsports at gmail.com.
0: All right, we're back. Thank you once again to Jason Kamlowski, as always, for Fantasy Football Files each and every week on the Josh Kirby on Sports Podcast. As always, we're part of the Mayo Please Podcast Network, brought to you by Route 11 Chips and PM Plus Reserves. Um, Getting right back into things, we're going to talk a little bit about the Washington Nationals. Their World Series, uh, their World Series. Cha- I cannot speak tonight. They are World Series champions, yes. But business has to get down to business. Steven Strasburg and Ryan Zimmerman opted out of their deals uh, right dur- during the pr- right after the parade, shall I say? Rather, um, we know Rendon has already is already going to be a free agent. But the Nats just won the World Series, and Ryan Zimmerman's at the age where I think they'll just restructure something small for him and he'll stay a national. But Steven Strasberg, the way he has pitched in this postseason, um, I'm sort of scared to see if he will leave the Nationals. The Nats just won the World Series. I think Mike Rizzo and... Upper management need to throw some money at some players to keep their core intact. I really want to see Strasburg stay with the Nationals. I'm doubtful that Rendon will stay with the Nationals, but I would love to see that happen. To be honest, I don't think the Nats can afford it, but since they just won the World Series... It, they might have gotten some more revenue, so I'm hoping maybe all three will stay, but you know, baseball once again is a business, so um, it will be very interesting to see. Um, I, I was very shocked to hear that Steven Strasburg opted out of his deal, and it, it, they said on the news after the World Series that his op- he could opt out three days after the World Series, which was the day of the parade, and he did just that. Um, He played excellent, so uh, I think the Nationals need to make a push to throw some money at these guys, sign bigger contracts to get these guys on long-term extensions, but Ryan Zimmerman is the only exception. I think if they cannot get a deal done in Washington, Ryan Zimmerman will retire. So um, that that's my small little take on baseball. Once again, the Nats are World Series champions, heck yeah. Um, they're partying all day, all night, and that parade was pretty fun as well, going down Washington. I did not have a chance to go, but I saw it on TV and I heard it was really fun. So... Um, As the postseason progresses, I will be giving more updates on the Nationals and other teams in the Major Baseball League. But for the time being, it's relatively low chatter except for the Washington Nationals So, Last but not least, we will... Preview, week 10 of the National Football League, starting off with Los Angeles Chargers, a quick turnaround, um, playing the Oakland Raiders, um, California matchup, they're one to look out for. Detroit and Chicago in a division matchup. Baltimore and Cincinnati, the 1 o'clock Sunday games. Buffalo and Cleveland. Atlanta and New Orleans. How can Atlanta bounce back from 1 and 7? The Giants and the Jets. The Cardinals in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Kansas City in Tennessee, Miami in Indianapolis, Carolina in Green Bay, the Los Angeles Rams in Pittsburgh, the Sunday night football game, Minnesota in Dallas, that's going to be one to watch, and the Monday night football game, probably the game of the week. San Francisco 8-0, Seattle 7-2. That is one to watch out for with bye weeks from the Broncos, Eagles, Jaguars, Patriots, a much-needed Redskins bye week, and the Houston Texans. And that about does it. That is episode 60 of the Josh Kirby On Sports podcast. Thanks as always to everybody for all your support. I greatly appreciate it. And I greatly appreciate all the birthday wishes as well. Thank you for that. And till next time, Josh Kirby saying so long. And we will catch you on the next episode. But before we do, we're part of the Mayo Please Podcast Network, sponsored by Route 11 Ships, PM Plus Reserves. And you can find us all streaming platforms via the Mayo Please and the Josh Kirby on Sports podcast. Make sure you check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And that's it. Till next time, so long and peace out.